The Force is back. The Rebels won't tire till they see the last of the Empire. And Kenner's there with Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Now, Fork, quick escape on a speeder bike. Speeder bike, you have to put it together. Action figures each sold separately. Now, I've got you now. Open speed flaps and meow. I'm gonna crash. Biker Scout, you're not all you're cracked up to be. Speeder bike, action figures sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you. Hey guys, you ever see that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? You got your weakened deep tucker. And you? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 270 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots this evening, minus one tonight, by the way, but the ones that are here, the young, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. He's not restless tonight. That's why I didn't say it. (laughs) The man we call Crunch Crunch is not here. He's taking tests. He's being studious and responsible. Great job, Les, but fuck you. The <laughs> man that we all love, Mr. Randy Lejudice. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Great to be here. Great to have you. King Tom Chansky, king of all pods. What's up, my man? I am restless tonight because, you know, I depend on Les for my timing. And he's not here. And then you throw it to Randy before me. And so I'm, I'm restless. We're doing it off the cuff tonight, guys. It's, okay. it's, like, a, it's like a Saturday Night Live without a script. The man that I call El Hombre, and no one else does, Mr. Eric Struthers. How you doing, buddy? Things couldn't possibly be better. I mean, literally every last thing is just looking up. Everything's coming up, Struthers. <laughs> there it is. That's all I wanted to hear. Great. Well, I'll start with you. I usually start with Eric, but let's go to King Tom because he doesn't look ready. King Tom, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm not ready to answer this question. No, I'm, I'm doing okay. Doing yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right, good. Everybody looks like they're happy except for Eric. Boo, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I'm going to talk some uh, some nerdy stuff with my friends and I got the uh, got the the Dodger game on in front of me, so I'm 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 good. Now, for the listeners, the Dodgers if they win, they advance. If they lose, they're golfing. So this is going to be a very emotional night for Boo either way. So you might just hear him just erupt uh, one way or the other. Or there might be a table flip. We don't know. Yeah. Right. So if there's any loud noises, that, that's why. Uh, Randy, you doing okay? Yeah. I'm doing so good. I have so many things to talk about tonight. It's not even funny. That's, and you know what? I hope it is funny because it's a better show when it is. Eric, no how you doing, my man? 
I'm awesome and great, man. Things could be better, like I said. Uh, yeah, totally didn't look like a total dick at work or anything just now. But you know what, man? I've got a pretty sweet gig tomorrow night at Hog Rock. The, oh, yeah, the yeah. Light Up Butt Plug Festival. Yes. And, uh, yep, it's there. We did the one in spring. Now we're doing the one in fall. It's going to be great times. Damn. Yes, yes. Awesome. Very nice. And can you explain to people like a little PSA if about if you notice somebody? Well, go ahead, Eric. A little PSA on what to do if you see somebody with a certain situation. If you see somebody with something stuck on their face, tell them it's just the right thing to do. <laughs> Complete stranger, tell them, hey, you got something on your face. You might want to wipe it off. Somebody Complete that you know. Yeah, this is a hypothetical. We're just we're yeah, just talking. Like, we're just making a conversation yeah, right. here. Yeah. Or or something in your teeth, right? That's also something that you should tell somebody. Yeah. Definitely. Like super casually on the sly. Yeah, hey bro. Yeah. Like if someone were giving like a really serious uh conversation and say they had something that compromised the integrity of that conversation on their face as they were doing it. Right. It's kind of the yeah. responsibility of all the people listening no matter what the hierarchy is to say, Hey bud, you got something on your face or you don't even say you just kind of like point to it and gesture. Yeah. You put your point gesture, to your own yeah. face, hoping the other person gets it. You don't yeah. interrupt or, or, or you just slap him in that area. Well, what's great. <laughs> let's just say something like that happened. And then you look back and recount the conversation and realize that the reason the one person was wasn't looking you in the eyes wasn't just because they are shy, it's because they thought that you were defective. <laughs> defective. That's, you know, that's oh, he's word. defective. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Especially you know, if something's some purple, and it'll clear that up. Oh, all right. <laughs> this conversation, I don't want to go there, but we're in our pre-production meetings. They got it was a serious conversation about. Uh, yeah, you really we'll chirped that one up. <laughs> yeah, thank you. About Grimace and Barney, and um, well, I guess we won't get into that because we still want to have some listeners after this. So, but Eric, I think uh, thank you for that. that you're assuming that we still do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the only listener is Steel, and he just wants to hear how long the intro is. Yeah, and that's why this is keep it's going, it's still going for Steel. I saw Steel over the weekend, um, and uh, that's all I'll say. Just kidding. <laughs> oh. I love you, Steel. Now, guys, check us out on the SithList.net, where you can find all our shenanigans on there, especially our episodes and our YouTube channel and our merch. So check that out. And our Potted for page, where we have great podcasts and YouTube channels like Steel Wars. Aha. See how he did that, King Tom? Yep. And I guarantee you there, his intro, nowhere near ours. Maybe <laughs> 10 seconds. Uh, we're still doing the intro right now, by the way. I think we should stop it and get into uh, what we watched in box office. Because I've watched some stuff, and I know all you guys have. Mm -hmm. Now, the world is going crazy over this Squid Game. Who has watched Squid Game here? I've watched it. I've watched two episodes. Boo? I have not started it yet, no. Unbelievable, Damn. because 
Boo, you of all people well, are going to love heard. this yeah, shit. I've heard that I'd love it, yeah. <laughs> now, the the series, Episodic, is a Korean series, the South Korean series, and it's dubbed in English and subtitled in English. But the interesting thing is that nothing matches up, um, which is even cooler because you're getting like the best of both worlds. I'm like watching two stories, uh, which is which is a lot of fun. Uh, Wait, so you watch it with the subs and the dubs at the same time? Subs and the dubs. And let me tell you, there's things that are totally different. But I get the gist. Like I'm sure things World just Burn, I guess. things things can't translate, obviously, exactly how you know they want it. But the gist of it is is about right. But Randy, let me talk to you about it. It's like it's becoming this like phenomenon now. Everybody's talking about Squid Game. Even NPR had this whole thing. What uh did you think of the episodes that you saw? I've seen every episode at this point. I finished it last night. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just before it got ruined for me, I just wanted to get it all digested. I, I liked it a lot. It reminds me kind of like, uh, like, remember the uh, Japanese film Battle Royale? Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like Battle Royale meets Lost. And I th- yeah, think those yeah. are the only two things that meet. Right. King Tom might yeah. like that because of that. And you, since you said lost. Hello, I'm Dr. Marvin Candle, and this is the Sithis. Namaste and good luck. To give a quick uh, synopsis of if you haven't heard of it, it's. Every person standing here in this room is living on the brink of financial ruin. You all have debts that you can't pay off. If you do not wish to participate, then please let us know at this time. You will be playing red light, green light. The thing we did as the kids on the playground? Those who win all six games will receive a handsome cash prize. It'll be dangerous. We stick with the strongest. That's the only way you live. All those games are easy to learn. I'll make sure that you win. What will you do? Whatever it takes. The man just died! We shouldn't be killing each other like this! A player who refuses to play will be eliminated. <laughs> Well, Randy, go ahead. You do it real quick. Uh, basically, what it is, is it's a, without giving anything away, basically what you find out in the pilot is that there's a bunch of people who are in debt to the Korean government or loan sharks or whatever. And they have, they're in such hardship that they have signed away their physical rights to what they don't know at the time is actually like a, almost like a Hunger Games kind of thing. Last Man Standing kind of game but the games themselves are based off of like children's games like korean children's games like some we know like red light green light is one of them and that's one of the first ones mm-hmm. they introduce and uh when you get eliminated you die like immediately it would the crazy thing about it is every time someone dies the cash prize becomes larger and uh, there's a few other things like other like quirks to it and twists but without giving it away it's basically uh reality show that no one else watches except the people who are uh 
I charge too much. I can't give away. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't know any of that. I've only seen two episodes. How many episodes are there? Uh, there's nine episodes. Can't wait to uh, finish that up, but let's talk a little bit about box office. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Did anybody else watch anything that was uh, decent? Did we watch well, anything this week? No, no. Other no, than Venom. Um, we're going to talk about Venom later. Yeah. In a second. Um, yeah. Besides that. No. Okay. Well, uh, I started I mean, watching sure. visions with my kids. Oh, okay. And I'm going to tell you something, man, seeing it through their eyes completely changes my view on, I mean, I already thought that they were really good, but dude, my kids are lit over this thing. Wow. Tatooine Rhapsody loved it. Okay. Uh, well, th- that's they're, what they made it then. They're both just on fire for it. And like listening to my daughter talk about, it, she goes, are, she asked me, she goes, are they all in different styles? She's nine, you know, and that's the first thing she noticed just looking at the thumbnails and yeah, dude. And watching Henry, we watch the duel and he oh. is just like <laughs> on the edge of his seat. It was awesome, man. And I have a completely new appreciation for how that great is. they are. Every episode we were watching them in order. Oh, I think that was my favorite one. Nope. <laughs> that was the best one so uh, far. And we <laughs> ended on um, the village bride. We oh. haven't, so we watched those four, and they were enthralled by oh, they all were of them. into the Village Bride as well, and that's pretty, yeah. pretty uh, deep. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they really like the visual of the Jedi, yeah. and dude, mm-hmm. Stella, whenever she lights her lightsaber and it's you know real thin blade like a katana, she goes, "That's a cool lightsaber." <laughs> and, and just seeing her be so, you know, I don't know. It's just it was neat, man. It like blessed my soul. Well, if you were a focus group for Lucasfilm, they would be ecstatic right now to hear that your kids like the visions as well. Yep. That's for sure. That's awesome, man. Well, cool. I checked out uh finally took your advice, checked out Ted Lasso. Okay. Yes. Show's good. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. Writing's great, isn't it? Yeah, that and just uh what's his face's character? Sadekis so is just goddamn endearing. He's so endearing, man. Such a, I mean, I was, I was going to say Michael Scott's very endearing, even though he's socially like awkward and awful, but yeah, you feel for him and you want him to do well. And you have to change the channel sometimes when he's not doing well, or, you know, something's coming. Ted Lasso is just, yeah. Heartwarming. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Ted Lasso, he's endearing from a good place. Whereas Michael Scott is endearing from a very like narcissistic, like egotistical kind of place. Right. Like, when you watch the show, you're like, oh, there's no way like all the he can have like this kind of effect on all these characters. But it always ends up to where his nature prevails over everything else. It's 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 nice for a change. It is nice for a change. Exactly. And, and we don't you don't get a lot of shows like that right now. So, no. yeah, it's really cool. And I think that's why it's so successful. Uh, that's cool. I'm glad you watched it. That's great. Um, it seems like everybody and their mothers watched Venom, Let There Be Carnage, because it made $90.1 million. I could not believe the number that I saw. That is a crazy number. Um, it's the first week in October usually kicks off the cozy sweater and pumpkin spice latte season. But this year, it has also signaled the long overdue return of the sort of handover first blockbusters that dominated the multiplexes before the arrival of COVID. This is from boxofficemojo.com. 
I was going to so, say that doesn't sound like how you normally talk. Oh yeah, that's not me. Also, oh. it's it is hand over fist, not hand over first. So he did, did put say, in the Raj in there. Did I say hand over first? He said hand over first. Oh god damn it! It's hand over fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't write this. Of course, this is boxofficemojo.com, people. Um, so yeah, that's uh, pretty crazy. I was not expecting ninety million dollars from this. I mean, it it, it did yeah. better than it, the first one, by the way. Correct? Oh, did it? I think it did for the first weekend, which is crazy. Number who two got, was who, the who actually got oh, to go see ahead. it. I didn't see it. I I you saw it. it. You saw it, Tom? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. No, I didn't. But I've I've heard things oh no i was just curious i was more curious about like what it was like in the theaters if they were packed or not because i didn't get the vibe like it was going to do very well just because i'm cynical about the theater business right now so that's surprising seems like the theater business is uh is coming back with the last gosh the last month and a half between shang chi this james bond this week at least james in the states bond. i think oh, yeah. in, in other countries that they got it last weekend but yeah bond is out this weekend Bond is out. Going, I think I'm going to see it Sunday. Yeah, it, it, Bond made 119 million worldwide um, before huh. it hit here, which is crazy. Adam's Family made 18 million dollars. The Adam's Family two animated feature made 18 million dollars, oh. which is pretty pretty damn good for an animated feature. You know, um, and Shang Chi made six million. The Many Saints of Newark was very disappointing. Made five million dollars. I didn't get to see it yet. Uh, but I've heard if you're a big Sopranos fan, it's eh. And if oh. you're not, if you haven't watched Sopranos, then you'll be like, oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> so uh, that's where that's at. And Dear Evan Hansen made $2.5 million. But that is your uh, top six, it looks like, that I have on here. So crazy. And we're going to get into Venom in a bit. Uh, and there's, I know if there's a, Post-credit scene, and unfortunately, I was spoiled by thumbnails on YouTube uh, because people just like to spoil shit on their thumbnails. So I saw that. Um, so we're, we're going to do a spoilery kind of review on it. I haven't seen it, but I want to hear their take, so I don't care. So we'll warn you before we talk about it. Um, and if King Tom wants to know and Eric wants to know. Um, bring it on. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I did watch The Guilty which is Jake Gyllenhaal's mm-hmm. film on Netflix. And it all takes place in a one office. And there's maybe four actors in it. And it was very interesting. And it was a masterclass in acting by Jake Gyllenhaal. But the story wasn't, it was good, but it wasn't, it could have been better, I thought. Is it like 12 Angry Men? No, where it takes place it, just like in one room, kind of. He, he's a nine nine one one dispatcher who was okay. demoted to be a nine one dispatcher, and a call he just takes over him, and he needs this person to be okay. Somebody gets abducted, and he and it's it's all about that. And there's twists and turns, mm-hmm. but it's all about him reacting to this nine one one call, and that's it. And it's mm-hmm. only only takes place in one office. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you see the closer? Uh, <laughs> did I see the closer? Is that what you said? Yeah, the new Chappelle stand up. Oh. 
I did not, but I know it's getting a lot of controversy, but I did not see the closer. <laughs> and interesting enough, Randy and I are going to go see Chappelle tomorrow night. Truth. At the Hollywood Bowl. So we're very excited about that. Yeah, we're very excited. That's awesome. How is the Chappelle? Is it good? It's not his best. Oh. It's one of the only ones. One thing I will say is it's one of the only ones where he stays on one topic, which is kind of different for his stand-up. He usually usually jumps around to a few things. But for the 90% of it, he's on one topic. So I'm interested in seeing how it's going to go down tomorrow. It's supposed to be documentary some live music and some stand-up and some special guests. So we'll see how that goes. We'll report back in. Oh yeah. All right, guys, I think it's time for Kylo to suck it to us one more time. It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. Well, here's the thing. I just want to get this out of the way right now. Last week, we talked about the super cool six-inch black series George Lucas had on a Stormtrooper figure, and I mentioned this thing about the Stormtrooper that hit his head on the thing. Turns out that was a Photoshop from our friend Rick Villanueva, and I look like a complete asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Hooray for the internet. And what's funny is when I saw it, it wasn't even a post from Rick. So it got a little bit of traction. So good on him. Good job, good on Rick. him. So, yeah, I, I look like a giant tool. But uh, other than that, you know, this week we had the Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Oh, yeah. It came out last Friday. And uh, my kids and I watched it immediately. And I got to tell you, if if you dig the Lego stuff, it's sort of your par for the course but they went out on a a ledge uh, that i thought with uh one of the stories involved ren and the knights of ren and the helmet from that ren wore. and i'm pretty sure the only place we've actually seen this guy is in that kylo ren comic is that correct king tom that is correct and you know here we're getting this in lego star wars format which is really cool because that tells me that somebody that wrote it it, that was involved in writing it like is deep in on digging you know star wars and they had your typical jokes they made fun of how long luke was on dagobah and stuff and Mm -hmm. uh but it is it's good i i dug it did any of you guys watch it I haven't watched it, but I heard that if you're a fan of 80s horror, then you're going to love this because it has a lot of references to 80s horror. Is that true? Um, Not necessarily 80s horror, but unless like I don't consider Lost Boys a horror movie. No. But okay. It's Halloween special. Oh, yeah. Some references some of that. to that. Oh, OK. Yeah. But, OK. okay. There is a great reference to Lost Boys that, well, I mean, the name of the episode, I'm pretty sure is Lost Boys, but, uh, or something along those lines. But dude, like everything from the guy on the beach playing saxophone with the band to it, it's, it was pretty well done. I gotta, I gotta say. There, there's a great, uh, joke between Grievous and Maul. Oh, which two of them are fighting. Uh, Maul offers him something. I don't want to spoil it if anyone's going to watch it. I'll have to go back and watch it because it's not sticking out to me mm-hmm. right off. Okay. 
I've heard great things about it. Everybody that's seen it. Uh, oh, wait. No, I remember now. Yeah. They've said, <laughs> they've said it's phenomenal. So I can't wait to watch it. Um, I wouldn't go that far yeah. as far as like, so if you've watched any of the Lego Star Wars stuff all the way back from the Yoda Chronicles and the new Yoda Chronicles and then like, uh, um, the oh, special. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> The uh, well, yeah, the holiday special from last year, but um, this is all before that. The early stuff, like uh, there was a a group. I think we have like a three DVD set of it, where there are these twenty minute episodes that were uh, like plays on some of the names. Then they would be combine a prequel film and and uh, like an original trilogy film title together. And I, for the life of me, can't remember what any of them were. Those were all really well done to the point that, I mean, they'd make me laugh my ass off. And this was funny, but there's like some of that magic is gone to me. It's definitely worth watching though. It's just not groundbreaking Lego stuff. But dude, they do a good job with... Uh, like hitting some of the points in Star Wars, like that Ren thing. I thought that was pretty cool. King Tom, did you dig that? Yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was a good use of the character and it it really was close to the story told in the, in the, I mean, obviously a lot was missing from it, but it didn't, I don't think it deviated too much from the story told in the Rise of Kylo Ren comics. You get the idea where, you know, Kylo wants to be a bad boy pretty much. And that's, what we saw there. Yeah. You, you find, you see somebody like taking advantage of a, of a, like a wayward youth sort of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, it's mm. funny because one of the things they do, I mean, Hey, listen, by the time this comes out, it's been close to a week. So they're calling him Kylo. Like it's a put down. Yeah. Like douchebag, you know, <laughs> what a Kylo <laughs> Lord and all this stuff. And he's finally like, you know what? I like that. Just keep calling me that. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I love some of the characters that they were introduced in um, the Freemaker Adventures, which one of is Grabala the Hutt, who is voiced oh, by the guy yeah. who did Master Shake. And it's I mean, he does not do anything differently than he did when he was Master Shake from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He's not trying to change it up at all. It's just straight <laughs> up Master Shake, except he's a hut. And it's the personality is the same, the whole bit. And it's, it's really, that makes it a lot of fun. I like that guy. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, the other thing, there was a little bit in uh, the news, if you will, that about Lucy Lawless and we guys of a certain age, remember her from Xena warrior princess. Yeah. And she's pretty badass, you know, and she was also in, uh, Parks and Recreation as Ron Swanson's. Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And uh, which I thought was really cool. She was she was a lot of fun in that. But apparently she was in talks to appear in Star Wars. She was really hip to be in Star Wars. I guess she's a fan. And, you know, here she is. She's known for being this kind of like badass warrior. And so then you take like another character from the Mandalorian who had a similar feature set, if you will. Right. This was before that. Mm -hmm. But after this other person got let go, the concern was is that it would look like she was 
a replacement for her and that, you know, Disney was just basically bowing down to like a certain group of the fandom and the understood they made a point to say that if you, if you give in or try to appease this one group of people, then where do you stop? Who's the next group of people that make a bunch of noise and that kind of thing. So it looks like that's the kibosh has been put upon that whole idea, but I think she would be cool. Uh, yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. I said yeah. gladiator earlier. I'm t- I was thinking of Spartacus. She was on Spartacus. Yeah. And yeah. She yeah. Ph- she was phenomenal in it. Yeah. Boy, there's some naughty stuff in there. They sure did. That yeah. was, uh, <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like, what a time to be alive. That seems like a pretty limiting way to, uh, like how you're saying about putting the kibosh on it because it might be, uh, it might parallel other actresses. That seems kind of limiting and underrepresenting Lucy Lawless because she's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Yeah. So just because she has a physical prowess, it's kind of, and in that article, Eric, I know she said that they haven't officially told her anything, but that's what she's assuming happened. Hey, uh, Speaking of people who are built and muscular, is is less listening? I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. No, because he he <laughs> checked the waiting. Oh room. my gosh! Oh, is he here? <laughs> He's supposed to be studying. Okay, for people who are listening right now, less. Oh, oh my god! Oh my gosh! How oh. weird! We, we were talking about the gym and working out, and and Lucy Lawless and Spartacus, and look who came. Like he's Spartacus himself. I am Spartacus. Let's <laughs> Gonzalez. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm sure you guys had lots of pleasant things to say about me not being here. Hey, you we were good. We were, about? No, dude. we were good. Right, we were good. Honestly, I didn't even notice you weren't here, but now I see that there are six squares in the video. <laughs> <laughs> we're all squares. That's right. <laughs> hey, it's hip to be square. I don't know if you know that. Oh, it is. Yeah. Wow. I remember what the news happened? told this me a that. Pleasant surprise, man. What's going yeah. on? I thought you had a that was good. That was good, Eric. I heard that. <laughs> no. dude. I, heard that. I like yeah. it. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Um, Les, how you doing? Did you get all your stuff that you needed to do? Did you do it? Oh uh, yeah, today was a disaster, but uh disaster averted. So but there was good. a sacrifice. So I think I bombed on my one of my finals, but I got yeah, like an I... A plus plus in it, so I can I can afford to slip at the yeah. Last there second. you go. I can stumble <laughs> and crawl over the there. finish line. I'm okay for now. Was it about blasting your glutes? Is that what the class is about? I don't think I've ever blasted my glutes ever. Well, I've been <laughs> in Vegas with you, so you can't say that. <laughs> you you can't say that either because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. How dare you? That's why I said that. Yeah, I can't say it yeah. at all. <laughs> there's no right way to answer blasting your glutes, man. <laughs> No, there's not. That's just not to really answer. Not. No. Yeah, well, well we're in deep. In, we're deep into Star Wars, but we did talk a little I, Squid Games. <laughs> you're deep in the glutes. <laughs> I'm definitely not deep. Are in you glutes. deep in squats? Is that what you guys talking? But about? you know what, Les? You will appreciate. I'm back on the workout train. I've been to the gym three times already this week. Um, so, and I've been I've been to the ice rink and I've skated already. So, okay, now yeah. that I'm jealous of because yeah. I am no longer. It, my body's no longer able to allow me to skate <laughs> at all. Well, because you're uh, so strong and built. No, because I'm oh. old and I have hip issues like Cam Neely. So, 
Oh, oof! That's a reference for all your hockey fans. He okay. has so much chiseled, detailed mass. What that is that? Eight end up cutting right through the ice, and suddenly oh, right. he's knee deep in the rink. That's oh, right. And they're like they're worried out. that those sculpted guns will cut right through the ice. Oh, so like Zamboni's not going to. Actually, you know what? I I did go to the gym. I found a way to squeeze yeah. in a workout with the tank. We know you did. Yeah, of course you did. Of course, we you know did. you did, man. <laughs> Yeah, we saw your new th- your new picture yeah. on Twitter. So I, yeah, we get it, dude. You work out. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> here. That's all right, man. Um, We're talking really, about Lucy Lawless and yeah. and Star Wars and Spartacus and how great she is. That's yeah. understood. She was oh, the, first of all, appreciation to King Tom for helping get me in as I sat backstage. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> dude. I had no idea you were. It's I thought you weren't coming on at all. So he's not looking at the chat. I guess it's <laughs> no, it's completely understood. Yeah, most people don't realize that Lucy Lawless was the singer of uh, "They Might Be Giants." So, there's that's something. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> God damn, it's it's something from the bad motivators. Just a trust. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> 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 so yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I would love to see her in Star Wars. I don't think that because she is a great actress and uh, like her comedic timing is good. Mm-hmm. It, I think she'd be a real asset. And I hope that they, you know, do decide to do something with her. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Just because you have one brawler uh, type of actress in a show or in a franchise doesn't mean you can't do something with somebody else. Right. So is she brought? Is she being brought on to kind of be the actress version of Gina Carano? No, that well, was what ha- yeah. Go, go ahead, Raj. No, no, no I was ahead. just going to say that there there was a report out that Lucy Lawless came out and said she's been working with her agent and Lucasfilm for a Star Wars project, not Mandalorian per se. I understand, but this, but this petition has been going on to get Lucy Lawless into the Mandalorian to replace Carano. She thinks that because it that is de- the talks are dead in the water. She thinks that petition helped kibosh the uh, the deal that she had going on with Lucasfilm. Oh. So she's upset because she really was stoked about being in a Star Wars project. Yeah, I see. So that. nothing's see confirmed, that. but that's what she thinks. So that's yep. just that. Yeah. Well, she can do it all, obviously. She can act, like Eric was saying, she can act, obviously, which is great. Her level of acting is much better than other people. Uh, and obviously her action set, she can handle any type of coordination and stunts and all that stuff, too. So right. let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, if there's anything else going on in Star Wars, I am not immediately hip to it. There's uh, like a unverified rumor of when Andor is going to come out. Oh, okay. or no, it's Kenobi. Bad. I mean, I'm sorry. And it was, I want to say May of yeah. 2022. And that doesn't sound far fetched by any stretch of the imagination. What with May 4th being, you know, mm-hmm. right there. And so who knows what they'll do. And is it celebration in May next year? I've, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Be It'd be cool. what would be great is if they get the borders of Australia open 
And then yes. they can come over and get every seat in the Kenobi panel and none of us get any. And <laughs> then they show the first episode there and don't allow them to talk about it and then don't show it to anybody else for like a month. That's that's what would be great. That would be, <laughs> sounds perfect. It would be just like Chicago all over again. <laughs> Speaking of which, man, dude, that was a great time. And I really do hope that our Australian friends get to come to celebration next year. Uh, yeah. That, yep. that, it would Absolutely. be great to see them. And I'm sure that, you know, they've been in lockdown after lockdown. And uh, mm -hmm. their COVID case numbers are far below anything we've experienced here. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope, don't, I don't I hope Steel, I I hope Steel can make it. That's for sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> too far. Uh, See, I remember you telling me that you hoped that you had been wishing that he had gone home to visit right before the lockdown. <laughs> remember you telling me that? That Rod. was uh, in confidence and in a pre-production meeting. Oh, I'm and sorry. That is getting edited yeah. out. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. We love you anyway, man, I would love for them to be able to come. I think Celebration is going to be a much-needed uh, yes. get-together for everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be wild. And I, I hope everyone brings a lot of buttons and badges just for Steel, too. Oh, yes. Oh, and yeah. again, I think that was Boo that put that on his backpack, correct? Or was it King yeah. Tom? No, I did. Uh, oh, yes, you did. Boot. Damn right. Oh, yeah. I got and, he, and he blamed me for it, by the way. <laughs> Good. I yeah. still have a box of a. Uh, I've actually kept them all. It's just a box of like shit that still is given me. And mm -hmm. next time I do any kind of live show, I'm going to give out his swag. Just so I can get rid of it. <laughs> like t-shirts, stickers, pins. Right. Oh, yeah, I got. I got lots of Steel Wars stuff, guys. If you ever see me on the road. Any of our listeners want some steel steel war stuff, please hit Randy up, but you're not gonna be able yeah. to find him. Just hit him I up. Probably would. but if you do, you're about to come up on some stickers, bro. That's right. You should, you should sell his shit. <laughs> that would be great. You sell his shit and you make the money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Oh no. Dude, remember Who when Steel Wars merch desk? <laughs> <laughs> Ran out of booth at celebration and just sell Steel Wars shit. <laughs> I have enough. I could do that. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm wearing one of the Mendo Cape shirts. I have, I think, three or four of them now. That's yeah. awesome. Because uh, you know when I, I help him out cheaper than Eric, just so I help, everyone knows. I help him out with production stuff, and he'll always like gift me a bunch of bunch of stuff because he knows I look terrible in white. So that's what he always gives me: <laughs> white t-shirts. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate them and I wear them as pajamas. So there you go. Oh. Uh, damn it. That reminded me of something I was going to say, but it totally <laughs> slipped my mind. So never mind. Oh, we I got nothing else, man. Tangent. Yeah, it's okay. We uh, got more than I thought we would have got. We talked about Lucy Lawless for a good half hour. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I mean, you know, she's very interesting. That's the exact amount of time that Les was waiting to be let in. Yeah. Sorry, Les. I, didn't know. You could have just texted me. No texting. I don't want to interrupt the show with uh, vibrations or weird ringing and stuff like that. Nope. That is very professional of you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You sure do. I've noticed that. We have a new segment. It's called What's in a Song? Right? We, last Thursday, as we do, we go and have pizza and beers and we have a good time. And usually you could record those get-togethers and 
um, we can have we can have a hundred different episodes and they're pretty interesting. And it, we have a lot of fun talking. And at the end of the night at the song, semi charmed life, I think it's called by something right by um, third eye blind, third eye blind came up. And I had no idea that song is about crystal meth. Doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break. Yeah. yeah it's hard to decipher. Well, Fuck. yeah, I'm I mean, not a big third eye blind message. fan, so I don't listen to their lyrics. And so yeah. I just usually press skip. So I don't listen to that. How many times yeah. have you seen them live? And you bumped again and Never. then you bump again. Never. Never. She comes down and she goes round on me. Okay. See, that song, I, guess right? ha- I guess we How have to. How do I get back here? to the place where I fell asleep inside you? Because <laughs> we have you. Wow. Fans. How do I get shit. myself back to the place where. <laughs> Dude, I used to just paying attention in the 90s. Oh, it was a. <laughs> It was a giant song, song. It, yeah. you know, it was very popular. I was okay. in the 90s. Right. So I figured let's pick a song out that most people know and, and maybe have misinterpreted the lyrics or, or known maybe a little about. And, and, and we'll talk about what they, we think it's about. Like the first one I'm going to do. And, and, and next week, Bless, you can take one. King Tom, the week after, Randy, Boo, you guys pick them. This week, I picked Hey Ya by Outkast because huge Outkast fan. Less, it's probably less his favorite um, hip hop well, artist or band out there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> now, Hey Ya never really, I know all the lyrics to Hey Ya, but never really took time to really know the lyrics to Hey Ya. Now, Hey is, is a fun song people dance to. We've danced to it at bars and clubs and seen them live and people go crazy and we shake it like a Polaroid picture. But the song is about him and his wife divorcing. And I had no clue. And then when you read the lyrics, right? Let me, let me read the lyrics. And I obviously won't do it like Andre. But one, two, three. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so this I know for show. Okay. That's so not bad. But the next lines, but does she really wanna, but can't stand to see me walk out the door? Don't try to fight the feeling because the thought alone is killing me right now. Thank God for mom and dad for sticking together like we don't know how. So it goes on and on. And the song is pretty much about how his wife at the time, just wanted him to do his hip hop, sing his songs, and didn't want anything else, right? Uh, there's also a line that says, she doesn't want to hear me. You just want to dance. So it's a serious, serious song. I had no clue. And I've heard this song a zillion times. Did you know any about that, Les, at all? That, that it was referring to a divorce? I, I had an idea, but... Also, you can take it for other things. I thought it was more about uh, when he's out on the road and he sees certain groupies and how they just, you know, want to do certain things. And then, but then when you hear uh, the final part where he says, "We're not happy here," mm-hmm. right. kind of it kind of drives it home. Like, okay. right? He says, he says yeah. in the line, "Then we know we're not the- happy here." Right? right? He says, uh, "Well, he says." Yeah. then what makes love the exception so why oh why oh why are we still in denial when you know we're not happy here yeah pretty much sums it all up Mm. crazy Crazy, damn it i have a song that i want to do now that that ties that flies right with it man but okay please no no you can if you have a song i just well we all uh, know that uh respect was 
from that Aretha Franklin made famous, Otis Redding sang it first. Yes. And we know what it's about, right? No, I don't know. It's, no. it's about his wife telling him, I know you're going to go out there and mess around, but you better respect me. It better Ooh. not come back here. It better not come to the door. It better not come past these walls. Oh. Anything and everything you do out there, you better show a little respect. At the very least, you know, know what I know that I exist. So uh, if you do break it down, it's like what you want, baby, I got it. You know what I'm saying? And it's all the same. Ah. A, lot of, a lot of these wives and in, in, uh, what is it in England? They call them wags, wives and girlfriends. Wags. W- wags. Yeah. yeah. Wives and girlfriends. Uh, yeah, they know what's going on. So, yeah, it's it's <laughs> some of these songs are definitely about that kind of thing. But, yeah, to, to know that there's even more of a, a meaning there. And then some of Outcast songs just literally go for it straight out. You know, Miss Jackson's basically, hey, man. Mm. I loved your daughter. Things happen. Uh, she tried to get me killed. What, what, what's happening here? Can you guys, can you help me out? I'm the father. I pay for everything. Like I'm not just a bank account. So it's, uh, right. yeah, I love it. I love outcast. Definitely. Oof. We could go on forever about lyrics, especially from Andre. From oh, both yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that, that was a little, little taste of what, what's in a song is going to be about. So, yeah, please, guys. I, um, pick some songs. I heard uh, Hey Ya at a wedding about a month and a half ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They have they had no clue. Yeah. Yep. I imagine that's pretty that's, common, right? I right. Know, might be. People are we just gonna, it like a Polaroid picture, you know? Are we just going to do a music minute about Outcast? Because it's ironic that one of Andre's more famous verses is in the UGK song, I Choose You, and it's about mm-hmm. him getting married. Mm. And it's 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 when he's getting married, and it's like his friends are like, "Bro, do you really want to do this? You know, you you can get whatever you want." And then there's the uh, if she does you dirty, we'll we'll wash her out in detergent. And it's uh, the women saying that lady better treat you right, or we're gonna be right there to scoop you up after. It's uh, wow. Sometimes, man, just artists, you know, get into their flow state, and they just really translate things and it flies over our heads. It's so crazy. Right. Right. Absolutely. So I thought it'd be fun. I thought it'd be fun. We can, we can do this each week or something. If you guys have songs that you want to bring up at any time, please uh, do so. Uh, But that's a little, uh, what's in a song. Before we jump away from this, I may get ripped on for this. I probably Mm -hmm. not amongst these people, but I do find it a shame that it's just a given expectation that a musician's going to cheat on his wife when he's on the road and that they have to learn to be fine with it. Right. Right. Um, The trick to not cheating on your wife is not cheating on your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Novel concept. Yeah. It's pretty wild because it is possible. Um, I mean, it's the the same assumptions for, for athletes as well. Yeah. Being out on the road is hard and it gets lonely. It's a very weird existence that, you know, when you hear about like musicians who are uh, like, you would think that they would be on top of the world. And then, you know, you find out that they have this horrible drug problem because they're miserable and alone. It's a very weird uh, dichotomy because you're on stage and you're this huge fucking deal and you come off stage and like, dude, I, this is on a very small scale. Okay. But like, I remember I did these, these big shows and 
somehow I ended up being the last one in the building by myself because everybody else took off and went out to dinner and did all this stuff. And there's me who went from being this huge deal to like not a friend in the world. And I'm like locking the place up after I just like crushed it. This show I produced and all this stuff. And it like, it's weird how your mind works. I was instantly heavily depressed. Like it. And, and I mean, that's how people end up you know, getting into drugs or finding, you know, consoling themselves with the company of other women and whatnot. But it's just a shame that that has to be a given. You know, totally, totally agree. Man. Totally. agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Well, <laughs> that was happy. They, they say that the road ain't no place to start a family. That's what I hear, man. Goddamn right, Tom. Is that um journey? Yep, it yes. sure is. Yeah, faithfully. That's, that's King Tom. God, faithfully, <laughs> such a good song, isn't it? Dude, faithfully, faith, faithfully, such a great song. Journey is one of those bands where you forget how many great songs they have, mm-hmm. and then you like go see them live. And uh, I saw them live with uh, the singer they had right before the singer they have now. The guy who actually kind of looked like St- a young Steve Perry. Steven, Steven and Jerry or Jerry something. Jerry. Steve. Yeah. It's like he had a very close name to Steve Perry. And they started, you know, a band will start their show with a big song, but never like the big song. Right. They opened with any way you want it because that oh, was their yeah. get it done and their throwaway song. And that's a huge song for them. And it's like, <laughs> oh, Stone in Love. Oh, Separate Ways. Oh, I forgot about this. Oh, oh escape. Big, oh, big, big wheel in the sky. Yeah, they have so many, and you're like, dang. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. They, their catalog is pretty, pretty yeah. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're cool. I never got to see them um, with Steve Perry or not. But yeah, dude, and, uh, the, the, mu- musically they're great. Neil Sean is a weird dude, yeah. but he's an incredible musician. And you forget, like, dude, he was touring with Santana when he was like 13. Yeah, really. That's bonkers, man. And, you know, there's a band that writes to me, man, writing songs. And we've talked about this before with my love of Taylor Swift is that writing songs is one of the uh, I would trade being a chopsy guitar player to be able to write good songs or work with a great songwriter and be close to that craft and learn it. It is an admirable, admirable thing. Well, that's why I thought it'd be cool to do this, especially with you being a musician and Randy being a musician, knowing music and picking these songs out and, and how the lyrics can mean so many different things to so many different people. Um, so it'll be, well, it'll to be cool back off of what Eric's saying. Like, yeah, like songwriting, it takes vulnerability, whereas like being good at guitar, it just it takes work and it takes a little bit of like a muscle memory. But like it's a totally different skill and it's something that you can't necessarily learn you're either gifted at it and able to give yourself away to the process or you're not. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. so interesting. It's so funny because when I was looking up these songs, I was pick, trying to pick songs out for today and I saw the trees by rush. And if you're a rush, Dude, fan, I was just going to talk about that song. <laughs> okay. Well the trees, I, when I listen to it, it sounds like it's about civil unrest. It's about, I thought it was maybe about Quebec seceding Canada because that they've always wanted to. And it's it's very deep, very deep song. And I read this thing that said Neil Pert, they asked him before he passed away, 
they asked him, so what was behind that song? And he said, to tell you the truth, we were on tour and I saw a cartoon with a tree walking around. And that's what the song's about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that song's that song's been analyzed a million times. It's crazy. There's unrest in the forest. There's trouble with the trees. The maples um, want more Need sunlight. More sunlight. No, As the oaks their ignore their pleas. Yeah, and you're like, oh my yeah. god, he's talking about civil unrest right now. It's well, crazy. they. I right. mean, it's just about class. It, you know. Yeah. Class, yeah it is. It, so yeah, he maples, might say it was about that, but it's it, he. There's yeah, no way it's not about. Well, it's what stuff. it's what prompted him. It's what yeah. gave him the idea, and it's you know the maples uh, want more sunlight and that whole thing. So the maples formed a union. Yeah, and they and demanded uh, equal rights. Demanded, but they said the oaks are just too greedy. They grab up all the light, but the oaks right. can't help their feeling. They like the way they're made, and they wonder right. why the maples can't be happy, can't be in, happy their in their shade. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that's just a major commentary on like <laughs> that's class. That is awesome. Look, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so and, cool, uh, yeah, It's like the oaks went to space in a big dick-shaped rocket and thanked the maples <laughs> for working their asses off to make it possible for them to do <laughs> it. Exactly. That's I love it when somebody about. like a profound message is tucked away in a pop song. Yeah. Yeah. That's always well, that's, like something oh, that man. sounds upbeat and then actually well, has look, a message. Look at uh, I mean, again, re- I'm just going on because I was going to use these, some of these next week. But Imagine by John Lennon, one of the most famous songs in history. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, even Jimmy Carter said that they should play that song after the national anthem. That's how important that song is. John Lennon came out. He said that it's it's a blueprint for communism. If you listen to the song, he says, I just sugarcoated it, but it it's all about communism. And I was well, like, holy I shit. I mean, I would argue with John Lennon. Like, imagine there's no possessions because I have all your possessions. I'm doing pretty well, John. John Lennon's doing pretty well when he's singing that song. Yeah, I know, I know. But but you do oh, yeah, imagine lyrics, John. Imagine you had no possessions, please. Yeah. And then write a fucking song. Oh. So yeah, there you go. That was cool. Little thing that we're going to end up doing. So uh, if the listeners, if you have songs that you really like and um, you want us to break it down, don't send us anything. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. Um, guys, before we get into Boo, Boo, you got some bits? Oh yeah. Got some bits. Okay. Before you get in your bits, this thing snuck up on me uh, because I had no idea this thing came out and I, and it came out like, 18 hours before I saw it, it was the Game of Thrones teaser. Yes. Yes. House of Dragons. And as a Game of Thrones fan, I almost shite myself because it was a really big deal. And I saw it. And I think we should uh, take – it's really quick. I think we should uh, uh, watch it a little bit. What do you guys think? I know some of you guys aren't huge Game of Thrones fans, but um, this is a big deal, especially in pop culture. And – um, let's see uh, if it brings back some of the the feelings that we got when we watched Game of Thrones. Uh, and uh, here we go. Anger. Anger. Did you say anger? Anger. <laughs> anger. Yeah, anger. Two hundred years before the fall of the throne. Gods. Kings. Fire. And blood. 
dreams didn't make us kings. There's the throne. Oh, man. Dragons did. Oh. 2022 on HBO Max. So there's that for you Game of Thrones fans. Um, if you saw that, I'm sure you were as excited as I was. Uh, it looks pretty damn cool. Boo, what'd you think? Oh, loved it. Loved it. It's a, what is it, like a minute, minute and ten teaser and you're sold. Yeah. yeah if, if, even if, uh, what is it, uh, you hadn't seen it, I think you were sold as a Game of Thrones fan just at the mention of a show like this so yeah so and hopefully this brings people back brings more people in you know things like that because game of thrones has a ton of stuff and there's actually a a bunch of shows circulating this is the first one that's that's coming you know coming to light right now so yeah a ton of stuff going on super super pumped yeah it looked really cool randy were you a game of thrones guy because it seems like oh yeah oh yeah yeah, big time um but it looks i'm a little hazy with the history of it. is that supposed to be like Rhaegar? No. No, no, no. This is before that. I think yeah. it's an, uh Rhaegar's mom or dad or grandfather, correct? Oh, no, okay. it's it's more than that. Oh because okay. it's two hundred years before. So oh, right. Rhaegar was the the guy that started the whole rebellion that led us to or his his actions started uh, led to Robert's rebellion that led us to Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. So he's a little bit more closer to what we know now. This is right. the legit beginning of the conquest of the Seven Kingdoms of Westeros. So okay. if I'm not mistaken, we may get them. We're going to get the first Starks. We're going to get uh, the uh, Dornish uh, whole because Dorn rebelled fiercely against the dragons. They didn't care that there were dragons burning them to bits. They were like, we're right. still going to fight. The Viper awesome. will, we will not bend. We will not bow at all. We are going to well, the fight. The Dorns are badasses, man. So that's uh, Oberyn Martell's uh, people. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get like their grand, their great, great grandfathers. They're, you know, the starting of their line. And this is going to be great. Uh, I, I can't wait. Well, this is genius because if it does well, it could just keep going up till we get to the point. Yeah, just like Carlos said, there's so much lore. I mean, he's probably not going to finish the final book, but there's so many other novellas and other side stories that could totally fill uh, so much content for years to come. And it it all ties together. I kind of like this idea because we're getting this with, like, okay, with Star Wars, we kind of know where everything ends. But, you know, all these side stories we get. And all these other, you know, things to build out the world and, you know, spread it even further out. I understand there there's already legend stuff, but what we're getting now in the, the this medium and, and with with uh, the better technology to produce these things and to adapt them and get them out there or to just create something from scratch. Amazing. And all this all the source material is there. And mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that there's a black Targaryen. Damn, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, I'll take that? it. That was I'll rad. take it. I will say it's it's cool because if you think about like the ori- the original Game of Thrones series, even though there was that super natural element, like when you think of the series as a whole, that really wasn't what was appealing about the show was the political intrigue and yes. all the little Machiavellian plots that everyone had. Oh, so yeah. with all that kind of removed, it, I'm interested to see where if they don't have to worry about that and they can just have plots 
have their beginning, middle, and end. Hopefully, yeah. it's written well. Yeah, that makes it interesting. I, I'm of the mind this is just straight conquest. We're just going to get yeah. action and action and just... Uh, if, if, if the the names are just going to pop up and you're going to be like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. Yeah. They talked about yeah. him in the, in the series. You know, this is a legendary person. And then I hope it leads all the way up to Robert's Rebellion. And we get... Boo, you, you with me on this, dude? Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm definitely with you. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm multitasking. The game is on at the same time. So, no, I'm totally pumped. Totally pumped. Yes. No, please continue. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it, I mean, we, you got it, dragons. You got swords. You got jousting. I'm sold. Yeah. What else do you want? Yeah. I mean, in in, in an, a full army of dragons, because it's not just going to be three dragons. No, it's going it's to be it's all the big dragons. three. So, it's going to be Niberia. Uh, even sorry. Peter, Peter, Pete, Puff, Puff is gonna be Puff. Out. Puff will be there. All the dragons. Puff, Pete's dragon, Nymeria, Smog, Trogdor, Smog. Yeah, Smog will be there. Smog, Smog, Smog. What I hope, what I hope that, that the reason that I want this to do well, and the reason is because I think Game of Thrones left a, not the Game of Thrones. The fans left a bad taste on the show's like reputation, like in the oh, yeah, mouth yeah, of the, well, the final it, season had a little bit to do with that, right, uh, Randy? I get it, but it's it's like shitting on ten years of one of the best shows in the history of television because they had three or four bad at bats. You know what I mean? Like a whole career a sports analogy. Um, yeah. Lorraine always gives me shit for giving sports analogies, but they always a, a, always a Hall sense. of Fame career, a Hall of Fame career, uh, being brought to three or four at bats, uh, and and forgetting how phenomenal the series was for so many years, like a game changing series, um, and then going, oh, the last episode was just shit. So the whole series sucked. Fuck Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. It, definitely the whole of the series is way better than that last season, but I just wish the people, the producers, and the people who made those decisions respected that body of work as much as the fans seem to. Yeah, I, no, I get that. I, it seemed a little rush, uh, but the visually, oh. I thought those the last last season visually was some of the best things I've ever seen. It, oh, yeah, no production, doubt. The spectacle was definitely there. The spectacle was there, yeah. And we've talked about this on the podcast. But, but I just, I, I mean, I hope... It does really well. I'm just, uh, oh, I want Game of Thrones lore to come back. The, you know, the only thing that I'm going to miss, if I'm not mistaken, would be the Dothraki. I don't think yeah. they have, as far as the, where the story takes place, I don't think they have the, uh, their proximity because it's going to go, if I'm not mistaken, they're going to land at Storm's End. And that's where they, start the conquest and move north and they're going to end up at the wall so oh, the yeah wall. is the wall around still the I wall, mean, is the wall will, has it been built yet i think the wall is oh, yeah, built at that cool. point yeah i think Ooh. brandon the builder builds okay. it and then we get i thought it was bob that too <laughs> brandon and bob and barry oh, oh. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Do, I haven't done one all, all night. So you really <laughs> haven't. Done, you were due. No, Jordan. I was due. Bam. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I'm just happy we talked Game of Thrones. We haven't done it in like five years. So this oh, is, yeah, is going to be great. Yeah, this is going to be great. It's awesome. Boo. Um, I'm, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to give you the boo bits right now because um, I have a feeling something bad's going to happen in this inning that you're watching. So I want to distract you from this uh, inning. So uh, go ahead. Give us the boo bits, boo. Okay. Yes. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we were just talking about the House of Dragon. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin, you know, focuses on everything else but finishing the books. I don't even read them, and it still annoys the crap out of me. He hasn't finished them, but whatever. Mm. It's okay. He mm. says that uh, the show will have 17 dragons. We named off Ooh. a few, some that are just other other genres and other movie dragons. <laughs> we named off a few. We, we need a boom, boom too. Yeah. Yeah. protector. Yeah. And yeah, there you go. They might be in it. We don't fucking know. So, yeah, George R. R. Martin says there's 17 dragons, which is awesome. So, yeah, dragons galore. And um, Komodo dragons, a lot of them I heard. Oh, yeah. And, and I think the other thing that's going to be cool is that we don't have to see them grow. From episode one, we got full-size, ready-to-go, yeah. badass dragons. So it's, it's, it's one of those where awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, cool. moving on to some, some bad news. Uh, wedding oh. crashers two has been delayed indefinitely. Oh, why is that? Oh, I, I thought the bad news was going to be, there's a wedding crashers too. That, that might also be, <laughs> that, that might be, this might be bad news oh. that turns into good news that the movie might not actually happen yet. Cause yikes. It's, well, what is it? I, I don't know. The, the timeline for these movies, I think was it Zoolander two was what over 10 years. There's been a couple other comedies that have waited too long. I don't know. 16 years. At least. Jesus. Yeah. So I, yeah, just with, with stuff like that, I'm like, it's still, I don't know if it still works. Some of the stuff. So this may be bad news. That is actually good news that it might not actually happen. Who knows? So we'll see. Okay. Uh, What is it? We talked about James Bond coming out um, this Friday. By the time you guys listen to us, it will already be out. Hopefully you've seen it. Um, uh, Barbara Broccoli, who is the, uh, the executive producer for, um, the, the James Bond movie says that they'll be searching for the new James Bond in 2022. That's when the, the search Ooh. begins. A lot of, a lot of names are circling around, you know, uh, Idris Elba, uh, Tom Hiddleston, Cavill, um, Cavill, uh, what I've, is it? I've also uh, seen the, uh, what's his name from Lasso? Oh yeah. What's his name? Damn it. I know, uh, I know who you're talking about. One of the characters from Ted Lasso, yeah. Oh, the the the, the character the of Roy Kent. The character Roy Kent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, so I could see it. Mm-hmm, definitely. So that'll be that'll be some some interesting news. It, it's always a always a um, hot topic when when they pick a new James Bond for whatever oh, yeah. reason. So and there's uh, and and there's always been people talking shit on him, no matter yeah. who it is. And then yeah, you have to win the people over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so that'll be that'll be very interesting. Um, what is it? So October has already started, and there's already been some movies that have come out, such as Venom. We'll talk about that later. The Many Saints of Newark. You know, like I said, No Time to Die is already out, but also in October, Dune comes out. Um, mm. Antlers, which is a horror movie I will not see. Uh, which one is that? Horror, it's Antlers. It's, it's one where it's like a like a scary movie thriller where kids are starting to be like murdered and kidnapped in like this town and they don't know if it's like some like serial killer or if it's like a creature taking the children things like that so antlers you you can 
you can assume what kind of creature they think it might be. Yeah. Ooh, uh, speaking okay. of horror movies, uh, Halloween Kills also comes out. I am yes. going to see that one. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, how, uh, whatever. I was going to say, how the hell did he survive that last one? But whatever. It's it. You just can't explain it. Cannot explain it. It, it will be explained. Yeah. No. No. But but just just Mike Myers in general is just force yeah, of evil. Yeah. At some point, the supernatural element took over. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. It's, yeah, he's yeah. just unkillable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, in kind of the horror movie vein, Injustice, the uh, the animated wow. movie, uh, comes Ooh. out as well. Comes out as well. Uh, so it's going to have some horrible moments. Might not be actually like scary, but it's going to be uh, be some awful shit going on in that one. So highly yeah. recommend that one if you ever played video games or or seen cutscenes or even read the comic. I've seen cutscenes. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend. Also, the cool. Ridley Scott movie, The Last Duel, with um, Adam Hello Driver Man. and Matt Damon. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, also, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, he's in it somewhere. I, I, a blonde, watched, a blonde Ben Affleck. Yeah, I've watched the trailers and up. I just saw, I just saw him in a little clip that rolled by. And then uh, the uh, Zack Snyder sequel, Army of Thieves. This is like the prequel mm-hmm. to um, Army it, of the, the Dead. Army of the Dead. Uh, movie that he had on Netflix that also comes out in October. So it's some good shit coming out. Hey, man. Yeah. And then uh, what is it? Last week I talked about the uh, Netflix is a dumb thing where they, you know, Mm -hmm. debuted a lot of the stuff, showed a lot of footage and things like that. They also talked about uh, for stranger things, they want to expand the universe uh, focusing on uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character 11. So there might be a spinoff, uh, for that, that just focuses on her character only, minus uh, minus the kids. So, could be a prequel, could be a a sequel to the show. So that that should be a. It'll probably happen. Let's be honest. Yeah, Stranger Things is pretty big. Yeah, we, we started watching that with our daughter uh, this last week, and oh. we, you know we started with season one, and I'm it's just amazing how good that show is. It's so there good. We go. All right, King Tom. Yes, you're yeah. bored, man. It is amazing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, I, you know, I was a, I was a fan of it when we yeah King Tom. First time I watched it. it um, oh, okay. I probably watched a year after the first season, a year after everyone else. Okay. But yeah, I I got caught up quickly and just now, like my daughter. You know, it's it's a school night, so we only do one episode a night. My daughter's very upset by that. I oh. believe it. Uh, <laughs> that's a temper tantrum I'd be throwing too. Like, come on, yeah. it's already starting. Yeah, Netflix doesn't wait. Cool. It's already started. Yeah, but no, we're, we we started last week. We're on uh, three or four episodes into season two already. Oh, oh good job! That's oh, really yeah. cool. I know. Yeah. I know that Boo DC uh, Fandom is on is coming up on the sixteenth, and that's going to reveal uh, we're going to have a new the Batman trailer. Yep, and all kinds of other things. Uh, so that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So. Uh, I'm pretty sure that'll be streamed and all that. So yeah, to watch that. We'll be uh, we'll be breaking that down when it comes out. So that is, that should be some exciting stuff. Get a new trailer, some more information about other DC properties. So that'll be exciting. Um, speaking of comics, uh, Keanu Reeves confirms the live action adaptation of uh, his comic book Berserker will be R. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so this uh, we we talked about it a little bit before, but this is more of a breakdown. Uh, the story follows an 80,000-year-old immortal warrior with perfect memory that speaks a ton of languages and hiding out in the U.S. So I think this is, this is just a John Wick preview or a, a prequel. Or a Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. 
I can talk about Highlander now, y'all. There you go. <laughs> I feel like and then the um, some <laughs> interesting news. We've talked about this before, kind of bashing it. You know, sequels that have come out maybe a little bit too late and waited too long. Gladiator Two. Mm-hmm. Gladiator Two. Ridley Scott is back on the train, and he says that Gladiator Two is being written and will start shooting uh, next year. Next year, uh, the the guy writing it is uh, the guy who did Top Gun Maverick, uh, Peter Craig. Uh, it's going to focus on. I, I remember when we first talked about this. There's rumors that it was going to be like set in the future or something, some weird shit. Not exactly. There's more details on it. Thank God that make more sense. It's about it's his gonna, nephew. Oh, yes. not his nephew. It's about the um, Joaquin uh, Phoenix nephew. Joaquin Phoenix's nephew. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so it's going to focus on Lucius. This would be about two decades after um, the events of Gladiator, and Lucius uh, is going to be the the main the main person that we focus on. Uh, Ridley Scott says that he's going to start on this after he finishes his Napoleon epic Kit Bag which stars Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon. All right. Um, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So, so uh, what is it? Um, Ridley Scott's got some, got some stuff going on. So let's, let's hope, let's hope uh, gladiator two for whatever, whatever it means or whatever it's going to be is good. If, if, if Ridley Scott's behind it, I trust him. We had this conversation the other night and we, we broke down his career and. Oh, it's man, stellar. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He, he did nothing, nothing to show it. for it. No Oscars. But the wor- yeah, it's it's so horrible, man. Yeah, Gladiators. Well, once well, maybe not best director Oscars, but Gladiator won Oscars. Oscar. Yeah, and Russell Crowe won an Oscar. I think Gladiator won Best Picture, but I don't think he, he didn't win Best Director. Ah, right gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but and okay. then and then to end on some sad news. Um, so uh, Marvel is suing Marvel is suing the heirs uh, uh, to well the uh, the estates of Stan Lee and Stan Ditko. Oh. Uh, so there's, there's, yeah, there's some, uh, Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, but yeah, Stan Lee, yeah. Steve Ditko, and I think uh, Boo. I think it's it's flipped. I think the yeah. estates are suing Disney Marvel. Yeah, it's the other is, way. Uh, okay. Is yeah. Lee's estate suing? I thought Lee was fine with. Marvel. I thought his his was, but everyone else, all the other creators, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, boo, they're they're jumping on this thing. Okay. It, it may not be. I think I know where you're going with this. It's mm-hmm. it's not that bad. No, no, that's they're that's not suing for been. total control. Yeah, they're suing but, just to be able to say, listen, mm-hmm. you're making money off of something that was created by our someone in our family. We'd like just a little piece, you know, Absolutely. be nice. Yeah. You're using this thing. You're making tons of money off of it. It mm-hmm. would be nice yes. to just get a yeah. little phone thrown our way, which I, I'll yeah. personally, I have no problem with. Uh, but they they're running that stuff. I, I we're just over. Yeah, here the trick of it way. is that prior when when they were all part of Timely or Marvel at the time, there wasn't mm-hmm. a work for hire contract yet. And that didn't mm-hmm. get established till way later in the game when they realized, hey, these people are making it. And they can come around. We need to establish the fact that any work they do for us, we own the intellectual properties they come up with. Since these people were working for them back in the 60s, there's a wealth of characters that were created under Ditko and uh, what's his face? Kirby. Uh, Kirby. Kirby, exactly. That um, 
they do they shouldn't be destitute these people should be should their families should be passed down like the wealth of money some part of the wealth of money that marvel's made off of their yeah, ideas absolutely mm-hmm. especially yeah, with the it's, insane it's amount rough, of money man. that's coming in yes it's, yes it's it's rough man to see that to know that you can come up with something whether you came up with it on the back of a napkin or mm-hmm. like you said neil pert's cruising along and he sees a tree cartoon and all of a sudden it's one of their it's a song that everybody loves or it's a cult favorite it's yeah. it's tough to see that you know that flash of genius and it doesn't it's go not far. generational yeah right it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, go it far and it's like I'm the guy that, you know, it's like Sly back in the day, right? Sly and the family stone. Sly family stone. He had to sue yeah. later on because he was like, dude, I'm living on the streets, man. Like, right. There's yeah, a ton of music. Go ahead, Randy. Imagine like how, like how much these guys were burning the candle at both ends to do something they love and giving every bit of themselves to be part of this industry. Yes. And then to be just kind of uh, taken advantage by like the corporate system. Like when it mm-hmm. was like the reason these books were so popular back in the day is because there was a community of writers and fans who like love it It wasn't about the company marvel it was about the Mm -hmm. people they Mm -hmm. felt they identified with and to have those people not be able to fucking pay their mortgage or something or their families not reap the benefits of that it's really messed up man it is it's uh what is it uh damn it i lost my thought um now go ahead Fuck, I can't believe I just lost that shit. Damn. No, it's, uh, right. so yeah, so I, I I brought this up so we could break it down and talk more about it, uh, especially after the news that uh, Scarlett Johansson settled with Disney Marvel, uh, mm-hmm. an undisclosed amount of money because she sued for uh, the obvious uh, complaint that she had that Disney made the decision to put Black Widows on streaming as well as in theaters, and in her contract it it said that uh, she was going to get a cut of the uh, theater uh, the amount of money that it made but not the streaming amount and that wasn't in mm-hmm. her contract so they settled and this is the I doubt this will be the last time that Marvel or Disney's business uh, dealings and how they do them come into negative light so yeah so I don't know I, hopefully companies start to see that you can't be a dick forever you know what I mean well it's, stuff's gonna come out and you gotta you, you, you got to do it the right way. I like your optimism there, Boo. You know <laughs> how it goes, man. Even struggles can can talk about this. Musicians get screwed all the time. All the time. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They go put in tons of studio hours, all this stuff, and it's like, oh, here's seventy five thousand dollars. I took care of you, right? And you're like, what? But ultimately, what this does not mean, everyone is that we're not going to lose these characters. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. want a piece. They right. just want to wet their beak. And that's it. You know, it's not like they're saying we want total control and we're going to produce Spider-Man movies from here on out. Right. You know, because yeah. to, to to even do that, you still got to break down who gets what out of those estates because mm-hmm. of how the longevity of these characters. For Spider-Man alone, there's John Romita. There's a uh, Busema, if I'm not mistaken. There's like all these other guys that have done so many other people that have done right. so many things right. that created, you know, the black spider suit. And then you got McFarlane who's be like, well, what about me, guys? That's you know, you got all one. these people well, that can stand in line and be like, I did something <laughs> great in Spider-Man. Do I get something? You know, well, in this, the case of Spider-Man, it's, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Zon. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say that this has kind of happened on, on a different scale uh, in 92 when Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, and Jim Lee, who were three of Marvel's most popular artists at the time, along with a number of other creators, left the company um, mm-hmm. because they weren't getting credit credit for their creations. They formed a rival co- comic book company, which took off and made a huge dent in in Marvel's business at the time. Um, and it took Marvel a long time to recover from it. Mm-hmm. At the time, they took some measures to do better for the creators who were working for them at the time. But even back then, you know, in, in the mid-90s, the people who, who were working for them in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and then stopped working for them, they weren't being taken care of. So they kind of, you know, cleaned up a little bit, but the, they swept everything under the carpet. Um, and of course, now that they're owned by Disney, Disney runs things their own way. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, um, yeah, like Les said, this is not going to to give the rights to, to, to someone else just because there were so many hands uh, in, in the creation of these characters. But I am hoping it does mean more equi- equitable treatment for those who were involved in creating these characters and the storylines that are being used. Right. Even if I'm not right mistaken. now, yeah, they're, they, they've been going about like, it's no coincidence that lately, like they've went to Jim Shooter and made sure that everything is legally taken care of for Secret Wars. That's yeah. not a coincidence. They're, they're going through everything and finding out, okay, like what are the legal loopholes of the stuff that we want to pursue? Like they're getting everything taken care of. In the case of the black suit thing, they paid a hundred dollars for that thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they yep. paid the black suit spider-man was bought from a fan they're like oh we'll give it well let's buy this from you give him a hundred dollars and now it's like fucking and didn't they introduce that because they thought they were going to lose the rights to the red and blue suit to begin with i have i have never heard that before is that the case i've never heard that before either. Uh, yeah i don't know i i had heard that at one point that in the mid 80s they thought they were going to lose the rights to the suit you know, obviously, Stan Lee was Mr. Marvel, and he could always say, well, I named him Peter Parker. I named him Spider-Man. We could have a new suit. Again, I don't – an mm-hmm. urban legend, but it's, mm-hmm. it sounds right on enough to be correct. If it falls in line with the time when Stan Lee took off for a little bit and yeah. did, like, his, like, little DC moonlighting, then, yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of DC, if I'm not mistaken, they li- – like, they had to actually say, hey, listen – the guys that created Superman are homeless. Yeah. They what yeah. what are you doing? Hello. And DC was like, oh damn. I'm sorry. Uh hey man, here you go. You know, like here you go. You know, it's uh you you hope that once the, the thing takes off that someone comes back around and they remember what you, you did for them and they go, Oh, th- this thing is huge, man. Thank you for being there. Thank you for coming up with this. Here you go. This is for you. Or yeah. yeah, and not even to ma- mention like the infighting between creators. Like, like when you think of Batman, yeah, like Batman yep. is a perfect example, or who created is that, is that fucking finger those early and Marvel, yeah, finger and Marvel Kane. characters, yeah. yeah. Like Kane take gets all the fucking right. credit for it. Bill Finger well, just kind of gets, <laughs> gets the finger <laughs> until well, now. Okay. Finger, yeah. And then to jump back on what King Tom said, when those guys left Marvel and formed Image. Not only did they they did things to spite Marvel, they created oh, yeah. characters that looked exactly like the characters they had drawn. So mm-hmm. when you look up and right. Wills Partacio's got wet works and you're like, dude, these guys are freaking cool. And you look over at Marvel and it's like, oh, they, the new guys can't even draw 
half as close to what this mm-hmm. is, man. It's like, uh, and they, they just, you know, except for Liefeld, it's like Brigade. Well, no, but to be fair, like Liefeld, he put out an advertisement for a book that Marvel wouldn't let him make while he was still working at Marvel. And they put the kibosh on him even creating anything mm-hmm. outside of working mm-hmm. for Marvel. Like they were asking for what happened. The big surprise was that Jim Lee went with them. Yeah. And, then, you know, like like you said, Les, when they left Marvel's art, I mean, there were still some decent artists around. Yeah. But the yeah. art thinned out so much. It just what, And it wasn't the same. Oh, no. Yeah. You can see you, you read 90s X-Men and you read Spider-Man and you see McFarlane. Hell, it's McFarlane's Hulk run, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. art in that. And you get a gray Hulk drawn by Todd McFarlane in a Wolverine <laughs> drawn by Todd right. McFarlane. It's crazy. It's just crazy to look at that. And you're just like, okay. And now all of a sudden it great art, but still it drops off. And for them, they brought in a few choppers. They brought in guys, but they also brought in like guys like Mike Mignola who created Hellboy, you know? So it's like Joe Madwera. Yes. uh, Right. But uh, Pacheco and Capullo. Took some time to get. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. This is awesome guys. It's almost like we need like another like area where we can have these long form conversations about this stuff. Kind of like Patreon. Guys have, yeah, if you guys have any ideas, <laughs> there's a few of us that really like to get into some of this shit <laughs> without putting Eric completely in a coma. <laughs> oh no, it's reasonably interesting, man. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take reasonably. Right? Yeah, reasonably is a win. Good enough. Woo, good enough. It's keeping him from uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, no more bits, boo. That's it. That's it. Oh, well, that, that, hey, those were good bits. bits. I know. No, I, I wanted to end it on the banger. biggest bits I've ever seen boo have. I know. Oof. That says a lot. Big bits. Well, let's jump into what if, because it was a season finale, and uh, I think definitely we should talk about it. So, if you don't want to get spoiled with the what if season finale, please forward. It's about five ten minutes, I guess, or whatever. Um, so, uh, let's talk. What if, what I'll go with you, King Tom, what did you think about this conclusion? Yeah. I take back anything I said during the season about not liking the negative endings. Um, (laughs) you know, everything, every episode, even that episode we didn't see because it got pulled or it never got made paid off, uh, in a great way. And I didn't, you know, you start watching throughout the season and you think, okay, it's like they're focusing on enough people to make a team. Um, maybe they're going someplace with this, but they they did it really well. My only complaint is why didn't he just – why didn't Wadu just pull in everyone? Like five versions, Carol Danvers. And, you know, why, why didn't he just go overboard? But at the same time, I see why they focused on the stories and uh, – um, I, I would like to think that Killmonger wouldn't have totally been an ass at the end there um, and wouldn't have taken the, 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 the stones for himself, but it was, a, you know, it was a good story and, and it tied in everything throughout the season. I thought they did it very well. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought it was, it was crazy episode. It was like going so fast. It was mm-hmm. all over the place in the beginning, but it all made sense at the end and and he didn't really break his oath until the very end with Scarlet, right? Because he, well, 
Well, no, he, well, he intervened. Well, I guess he, yeah. I guess he put together a team. Yeah. 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 But he didn't, but other than that, he wasn't fully involved. Like he didn't fight Ultron again, which was interesting to me um, because he held his own a little bit with him. Mm-hmm. Only thing I, I I was thinking of, why didn't Ultron just blow up planets from the beginning? Like saw all of them together. Why didn't he just blow up the, blow up the planets just initially or just like kill them initially? He did. He blew up quite a few. He wiped yeah. out whole galaxies. Yeah. In yeah. His reality. And then once he heard the watcher, he went mm-hmm. through all of that. And remember, plus they had, the plus they, had the prote- they had the protection spell too. So he couldn't just go in and do that. Yeah, he just hadn't gotten to let's let's think about it like this. He hadn't gotten to the point where I think once he realized that the Watcher was powerful enough to take him on, they were fighting back and forth. And then he said, fine, I'll just go back when they when they had that stalemate. He went off to go destroy more universes. He just hadn't gotten every single one of them. That's why we got the Gamora. I want to see that episode on how Gamora gets Thanos's armor and she's walking around with it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It was, yeah. And I, I really like the idea of the Guardians of the Multiverse. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know what they're going to do with Chad with, with the T'Challa. It's, uh, it's bittersweet. Yes, it sucks. I think it's, they're just going to change the voice actor. That's what I think is going to happen. And, and can we just agree, or at least I'm going to say this, it, it seems to me like in his own universe, Killmonger is the ultimate villain in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. He still, yeah. he, he became this, uh, animated universes, uh, Loki, mm-hmm. as I was saying in our little, uh, reaction where he was manipulative, mischievous, backstabbing and betraying. And he still was that way to his core at the end. Yeah. And we changed. get there and he never really changed. He just knew how to do the whole, like, Hey cousin, how you doing? Kind of thing, mm-hmm. and just the, all right, who's yeah, okay, he's with us, and then it's like, oh damn it, we knew you were gonna do it. He Even at the end, he said, that "You're not my cousin." Right. Well, I mean, to be fair though, I, he did like when he had everything. He had like the armor and the stones, gems, whatever. Like he wanted to right all the wrongs for everyone. It wasn't like right. he was just like I'm taking. He's. I think it was uh, probably the most empathetic the character's ever been in this series. Yeah. But, and again, and there was a point where I was like, Hey man, he makes a decent point right now. He can change everything and better everything. I wonder if they're going to go with him. Yeah. The problem is that right you can't trust the guy. It's hard to mm-hmm. trust the snake that is like, listen, we're, we're, we're good now. We could just fix everything. I won't Hello. You, I swear. You're just like, bro, <laughs> you, we know what you, you are. Yeah. And the fact that out of, all of this, you still grab the damn things. Nobody else had the intention of grabbing them and wielding the stones. He did, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. that the, it, mm-hmm. he may have said what he said, but how do you know what he meant? You know, it's just, right. right. It's hard to follow him. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was great. Boo, you liked the episode? Oh yeah, I loved it. I thought the action was great. Um, I did like how how everything came together at the end because I didn't anticipate that. I thought this was just going to be just separate stories that, you know, mm-hmm. just one off. What if, you know, episodes. So I thought it was cool that everything came together. Uh, I do hope that not every season is like that. I would love just one, one, one shots, one shots, mm-hmm. just like visions. Yeah. Their own singular continuity. This is the one episode. Maybe they can come back to it 
and you know have a secret or have a secondary episode for that. But um, I don't need every season to have to come together. I don't need a team. I, I, right. I, I don't know. I, I would love just one episode shots where it's just like, wow, that was great. That's all I but, need. That kind of thing. But uh, overall, everything was great. Just awesome. All the characters, the voice actors. I hope they are able to continue yeah. bringing in the actual voice actors because it, it it might not be the biggest thing in the world, but it's that that little that little bit extra. That's oh awesome. yeah, awesome to uh, hear. You're like that's it, that's cool. You know, it made like a di- it made a difference when they were the real. Actors. Yes, it sure yeah, did. Absolutely, it sure. So did. yeah, um, yeah. And I thought the stories were great. You know, keep the dark flow going, um, mm. just despite King Tom. And um, because yeah, because yeah, exactly. Because we saw how when they went light with uh, with uh, the the Thor, Thor. that was horrible. So yeah, Um, says you. (laughs) Hey, boo! Let me let me lay this on you, boo. Just so you so. Maybe this will uh, kind of let you. uh, Maybe it'll be the spoonful of sugar. Okay. Just think now that they've established this what if and we have the multiverse and this mm-hmm. guardians of the multiverse, they can bring anybody to be on that team, dude. That is true. That is they true, can bring man. anyone. They can go man, wherever yeah. the hell they want, dude. We can mm-hmm. get Silver Surfer at some point. We can get Cosmic Ghost Rider. Like yep. I'm telling you, man, like they can do whatever they want. And they don't have to bring a lot of characters to actual real life, live action. They could just be like here it is again. Like I said, they can bring Nova and be like this. This version of Nova, he didn't die on his planet. Here he is. You know, you're just like, oh, geez. We can get Franklin Richards, Fantastic Four. We can get all kinds of stuff, man. Just and, and zero connection to each other. That's the thing. It'd be like, mm-hmm. all right, you're picked. You're picked. You're yes. picked. Meet yes. this person. You meet that oh. person for the first time. You guys are a team now. Yeah. No, that that would be incredible. Right, but I understand. I I would like the one shots too. Yeah, I I I mean, once I saw the Guardians of the Multiverse, all I thought was roster changes, left, right, center. Mm -hmm. We could go wherever the hell they could go wherever they want. Yeah, but they got to be careful with that, man. Because when you when you have Silver Surfer and you haven't brought him into your MCU yet, I don't think it's the right place to put him first. It's not the prerequisite of what if is that you have to be familiar with the initial story. And since this is centered around the cinematic universe, people have to be familiar with the character before they can throw him in there. Or then what if doesn't as much as doesn't ring true. But still, it's there. (laughs) No, I hear you. (laughs) That would be awesome. There should be a show know the character. Yeah, it's great, and I understand that. But also, I look at it like this: there it, it is, there it is, boo. there it is, boo, there it is, boo. Game winning home run, Dodgers win and you. advance. Jink, I'm behind you, but thank you so much. I really you motherfuckers it. called me crunch crunch, and y'all watching a goddamn baseball game of <laughs> yeah, recording playoffs, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's winner go home. There it is, boo. Chris Taylor, oh, live yeah, on just, the sit list. Like what if Mirage and Boo took oh, this series? Right there we <laughs> wow, go. Man. There you go. Uh, big, big bowl of spaghetti next week. Just setting, letting y'all know, man. We slurp, slurp straight up. Go for it. I don't care. Go for it. Mute, mute, straight up. Mute, mute. <laughs> well, I'm glad you like it. Randy, I know last week um, you weren't a huge fan of the Ultron <laughs> episode where oh, no, I, I really like last week's oh, okay. episode i think this okay. one this week was the disappointing one okay yeah explain 
Yeah, no, I think just last week's episode was so good and it dealt with like so much like the multiverse in a way that we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. And this episode, you get Guardians of the Multiverse, and it's the shittiest team in the fucking world. <laughs> like, dude, right. really? Like, Captain America, Black Widow, Gamora, that's your Guardians of the Multiverse? And Doctor Strange has, like, this really awesome ability to, like, protect everyone from Ultron's Infinity Stones, but that's all he does? Like, obviously, he could have done, like, way more than that, and he was the most powerful, like, OP character on the team it's just it was such a lackluster episode it was just kind of like to me it was just very uneventful action the whole time with characters that i'm not really interested in yeah considering how good the last episode was i get it last episode was better i don't care what anyone says that was the episode of the season the last episode was i think it was constructed really well it was it was the best Mm -hmm. So it was well done. I mean, it, it was it was My a favorite. beautiful episode. This one, like I said before, I, I thought it was it was kind of a cluster in the beginning. It was it was going everywhere, and it was just like, let's do this, let's do this. Oh, here's here's your little group, and we're gonna go fight. And then it became pretty cool once they got the group together. Um, but yeah, last week I think was the best. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say directed or done, but whatever. It would be best episode of the year yeah i agree the, yeah th- this the, today's episode definitely depended on last week's yes yes mm-hmm. and the big payoff yeah. being that instead of zola it's uh steve rogers is like oh yeah okay sure whatever man right like when they're on the ship in the alternate winter soldier yeah. opening mm-hmm. yes yeah that's right did you notice Steve? she even has like the winter soldier version of the costume at that point no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. she has like the upgraded, like stealth, like a uh, oh, kind of like covert man. version of the Captain America suit. It's yeah, it's not as bright blue. It's a bit of like a darker, darker. Yeah, hue. It's, and the yeah. silver and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's really. So cool. does that mean she just like ran around Sam Wilson four or five times? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that accountant. <laughs> Was it Brendan or Brandon or something? Yeah, some yeah. shit like that. Yeah, we got an email from Avery about the what if. Hope everyone is doing well and starting to enjoy some fall weather. Just got done with the what if finale and was pleasantly happy with how all the previous episodes became linked by the Watcher, assembling the Guardians of the Multiverse to fight Ultron. It was truly cool to see all of those heroes fighting alongside one another in a new and creative ways. And hilarious that Thor seems to be the one constant reoccurring adventure throughout the multiverse as well. So if you all had to pick from the litter of to play out of the same scenario, who are your guardians of the multiverse? Stay healthy and banter on, my friends. And that's Avery, co-host of Battle Battles and Banter Podcast. And this is exactly what we were talking about. You weren't happy, yeah. Randy. Who would be yours? You got to have Doctor Strange. You have to have Captain Marvel. Of the people that uh, are still like within the cinematic universe, I guess, oh, gosh, trying to think who else is in there that would be someone you want to have in there. Right. I don't know. Help me out, guys. I think Tony Stark? Stark would. Yeah, Stark would be. He Stark got the short way. end of the he stick. Something. He either got you know, killed Hulk. or they didn't take him, man. It was great. It was great. I liked I'm, it. I, I like Hulk. Stark. Tony Stark yeah. just kind of pushed the hell out of the way. That's yeah, he's completely he, he was like, the center of the actual live action MCU. If you think yeah. about it. He was the one, like you said, Thor is the one constant. Tony Stark was everywhere. Spider-Man, yep. all that stuff. 
cool, man. I loved it when he's like, let's go. And his watch is like, not you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have been chosen. Not you. Well, like, Thor would have to be part of that group, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thor would. Hulk. Uh, right. Yeah. Hulk, I yeah. thought, yeah. I thought that's what we were going to get when uh, they mm-hmm. broke that dimension open and dropped the zombies uh-huh. on Ultron. I did, too. And they're like, you brought that? And it's like, cool. no, what came with it? And I yeah, thought we were going to get Hulk. It was great to see Wanda, but it was like, hold on here. Where's the Hulk? Like I like the oh shit face Wanda had when she knew she was a goner. Yes. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. And then uh, I would add, obviously, Captain Marvel should have been there for sure. Yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah. You got to have a, a bigger, bigger heavy hitter than mm-hmm. or as much. You got to have Thor and someone else right, to be able right, to yeah. like, you know, roll with that because everyone else is just they're metahumans. They're not godlike. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's Thor and then Strange yeah. became that, but even then, if you could get to him and Black break his Will. spells, you can yeah. kill him. Right, exactly. Natasha's running around out there. There's going to stab all around get on out of here. Sports and get him a headlock. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> it worked. Well, hey, it worked. They delivered the final blow. They 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 pulled it off. I like that uh deal, but yeah, you gotta you just gotta add a little bit more there. Right, I agree. Avery, appreciate your question, and it worked perfectly what we were talking about, so well done, my friend. Uh, we're going to end this podcast with Venom. I didn't see it. Eric, you didn't see it. King Tom, you didn't see it. Les, you saw it? Yes. Boo, you saw it? Yes, sir. And Randy saw it. Damn. So I don't mind being spoiled because I've already been spoiled. Uh, I, do you guys mind, King Tom and Eric, at all? Do it. Yeah, all go right. full steam, man. All right, so – um Randy, you have a lot you wanted to say. You said you had a lot to talk about with this one. So, what was your what was your uh, impression of uh, and review of of Venom Two Electric? Well, Blue for Blue. the people who have seen, it, you guys want to talk about the movie first rather than the post? Yes, movie Let's talk about the, the movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we're gonna we're gonna spoil it. So if you don't want to be spoiled, please. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. And next Eric, you want you want to start it off, Eric? Eric, oh, Eric, didn't oh, see it. Eric's gone. Eric's gone. Okay, Eric left. He's mind. like, "Fuck Venom, I'm out of here." <laughs> I was, I was so stoked. I was stoked for this movie, but I was tempering my expectations because anything that isn't Marvel gets me scared. Yeah. Uh, I thought the first uh, act was really good. Like, okay. I really enjoyed like the stuff where we didn't have to worry about Cletus Cassidy yet, and we we're just like focusing on Venom and Brock. Brock. I thought that stuff, like, that's where. Uh, What's his fit? Andy Circus. That's where his heart was. That was the story that he wanted to tell because mm-hmm. you could tell he had an idea and he, it was tight, really tight. But then once you get into like Cletus Cassidy stuff, the whole thing just fucking falls apart. And I'm yeah. sorry. I like Woody Harrelson, but nah, he does not work for Cletus Cassidy. I've heard that multiple times. Huh? How about you, Les? I, I'm going to be honest. This was a movie that I probably could have just chilled at home and watched. Mm-hmm. just streamed it. it it just had that it, they can't all be like epic you know but when you're what a lot of times we get this world building and this like this 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 this, this, this immersion you know what i'm saying like this this different thing and it was just it it, it was good but i i swear to god i did not have to spend the money you have to spend at movie theaters here in california to enjoy a movie it it was mm. i would i could have just seared up a steak and some potatoes and i literally sat down and watched it 
and been a okay, a okay. It's just, yeah, it, it you was. Could, you could have been working out and watched it. Yeah, after seeing it initially, I could have just went to the the little cardio room and like just watched the movie up there at, at the gym we got gym we go to. Yeah, for sure, it, it was still good. Again, I am upset whenever they kill off a villain that they could. Uh, an iconic villain or a, a cultural like uh, a cult villain you know like sometimes you want to find a way to bring them back i don't know how they're going to do that I, I really thought carnage would be around a little bit longer i i you know what i did get the vibes i got when uh at one point you look up i got that uh natural born killers kind of feel mm-hmm. watching uh uh Woody? Shriek and Carnage together, and there was a move. Yeah, there was like a scene where you know he's got his he's glaring at sh- at the uh, camera, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, that's Mickey from mm. Natural Born Killer. Kills. I'm like, uh, he he brought that back. He he summoned that whole thing right there, and I was like, okay, Harrelson, I'm cool with that. But yeah, I don't like that 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 mop he had the the mop Harry the mop it deal going on. Nah, man, yeah. just shave it off and be like, hey, man, I went bald. The symbiote made me go bald. That's, I'll rock it. It's all good, man. It's just, yeah, don't do that. Okay. Okay. And Boo, you're on the same lines here? Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree. I, yeah, when I walked out of there, I was like, I, I didn't need to be in a theater to see this. You know, I just, I, I don't know if they, I don't, I, I don't know if they foresaw that it, if, if it was on streaming, it wouldn't have made a ton of money kind of thing. I'm glad it made money. That's good. But if it was on streaming, it wouldn't have kind of thing. Yeah. yeah no, it's just, it, it's not bad, but it's not good at all. You know, it's kind of like a, like a D maybe C minus kind of movie, you know, mm. you, know yeah. you didn't fail, you didn't fail, but it's, it's it, nothing, nothing special. So okay. yeah, no. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's disappointing. just, yeah, that, yeah that's, it, it is disappointing. Yeah, looking at uh, is Andy Serkis is a great mocap actor. Uh, he's pr- probably a great short. Maybe if it was even shorter than it was, it, it, you're right. It just went. Man, we got so much in it. You know, when you get the whole where they separate because they're sick of each other. You know, and then you realize Venom killed a lot of people because <laughs> he was hopping from yeah. body to body before he got <laughs> yeah. back to Eddie Brock. It's uh. The, the the Dan character like I'm like do they need like it's one thing to have Michelle Williams right and, yeah and splitting and not having being in a relationship it just fell apart it's understood but he did nothing like it, there's some things you're just like he did absolutely nothing uh, I think they up the destruction level and like the carnage literally the carnage but oh, man it could have just yeah, I'm so, I, I get very disheartened when I see uh, Carnage breaking out of a prison and he's grabbing people, wrapping them and flinging them. I'm like, no, nah, that motherfucker's got to stab everyone. He's you got to stab them. Carnage shred them. Yeah, shred them to pieces. Blood everywhere. I understand if they would have gave PG's it an R rating. The hell out of it. There it is. Yeah. If they would have gave it an R rating, I think we would have got a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. He was flinging people and I'm like, Carnage doesn't do that. Like, I like, do like in half. Yeah, I did like the uh, how they went. They made an effort to have there be uh, the rhyming with uh, like common uh, like venom lore, 
where it has to mm. be in a church at some point where he wasn't made in the church, but then the church, there's a wedding. So they still have that thing, especially when they go into what we talk about, like in the uh, post credit stuff or mid credit stuff, like there is still rhyming with like the overall lore. They just mm. kind of did it shitty. Well, well, let's go into that. Let's finish the podcast off here. That what everybody's talking about is the post credit scene. And I got obviously spoiled because of YouTube and thumbnails, but um, this was a was big it, deal. Was it your own thumbnail? No, I didn't make my, I didn't know the ending. So I wish it was, but that would be great if I spoiled my own <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, so how were you guys very excited when you saw it? Because the majority of the people that I've talked to were very pumped up about the ending of this film. I don't know if it's because they didn't know it was going to happen. We all figured that it was going to happen. If you don't know what we're talking about, please explain if you've seen it, um, what we see. You want to start less? I, I anticipated it. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be really, really cool. You know, like, hey, is this going to happen? If it so happens, what happens? What happens less? So what happens is uh, at some point, and you know what? It's really cool when you, if you ever read Spider-Man comics and Venom is in the story arc, there's always this, there's just these parallel inner monologues. Spider-Man is always talking to himself. And then there's Venom talking to Eddie Brock. And, you know, there's moments where they're just chilling and they're chilling on a little hotel. They got away. They got, they went to like a, to get a, a getaway to get, you know, the beach, the sand between his toes. And as they're talking, Venom reveal something about himself and it was uh that he's seen so many different lives and he has a great memory bill it's a hive mind the symbiotes are a hive mind so they know all kinds of stuff now i will say i thought it was going to be the king in black Noel showing up in some way shape or form but i was like that's too soon and that's probably the only way sony that's their ace card if they ever play it but then something happens and obviously, if you've watched Wanda uh, Loki, you know, when Sylvie kills Kang, everything shifts. And ultimately, what happens is there's a, an ambiance change. And then all of a sudden, J. Jonah Jameson is talking over a, a clip and it's showing Peter Parker, Spider-Man, as the man who on television. And Eddie Brock is like, what's going on here? But Venom's like that guy. And he licks the television screen. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I I interpreted it differently. I thought it was when uh, Doctor Strange does the the spell for Peter Parker for everybody to forget that he's Spider Man. Oh, oh, that was that was my interpretation oh! because that brought him that that brings Venom in just like it brought uh, Doc Ock. And uh, the Green Goblin and and uh, you are right, people. Boo. Uh, that was my understanding. So I'm, no, I'm not you're sure. right. Yours is actually interesting, but no, I hold wasn't on. sure. You're right because think about the trailer and the teaser. Peter keeps telling him, "I don't want people who knew me not to know me anymore. Mm-hmm. I need them to remember me." So if he kept adding stuff and adding adding people's names, as Venom is saying, Hive Mind remembers so many different things we've lived in mm-hmm. different lifetimes and different other things that memory of spider-man of peter parker as dr strange and the whole thing goes to shit oh wow okay boo. yeah because yeah because the I, I i don't know if the symbiote is the same from the uh the, the mcguire ones because he's the only one who's met him so far 
or if there's other ones or if it's Ooh, i don't know so well. that's or, or or maybe they're they're connected through universes or multiverses yeah and things like that they even so, say like inside of it boo mm-hmm. that they're they're a multi multiversal hive mind yeah so 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 if if that's oh. the case then anything that happened to Raimi's venom would yes. be shared knowledge between this one mm. ah why he would be like hey you like why does this guy know this guy because yeah, exactly. they all know this guy mm-hmm. oh shit that was the that's yeah that, cool. that was my understanding is right as right as he does okay. the spell yeah brings him in just snatches him from there and puts him puts him in the same spot just changes what that spot is, or brings him into this world same same location i guess yeah so well, i wonder if we're gonna see venom and brock in the spider-man film i don't think so no but you may see him in a post-credit yeah, where, I think on, yeah. Some, hey some remember us we are venom and then and, uh, I, and I bet you sony uh, did what sony did was like yeah if we, if we if we're gonna let you in this one we want mm-hmm. we want venom in that one that's he why does, i don't believe does. What's Go up? Ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no I'm just I, I say, that's why what, I don't what would believe. Be, what would be the ultimate cutscene, King Tom? Post credit scene. Would it be the iconic, uh, the teeth in the closet behind Mary Jane? I think so. Holy shit, dude. I think so. Oh, <laughs> my fucking God, dude. That would be the ultimate post credit scene. That could scene. happen. Oh, either, hell. Either like or, holy, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to no, say let, either that or a little bit right now. So uh, it's okay. Peter somehow like getting the, the black suit. Mm-hmm. I, the the yeah. teeth in the claw would definitely be like going all out. Oh, man. <laughs> what were you, you going to say, Randy? No, I was going to say that's why I don't think – I don't think uh, Cletus Cassidy will, is done for because they, they're jumping to a new uh, – universe where Cletus Cassidy will still be alive. I just don't think you can kill that character because he's such yeah. he is the enemy of Spider-Man and Venom. Without him, you really don't have a reason for them right. to team up. It really makes a lot of damn sense. They right. don't have like a vested interest in the same way. Like he's gonna and I, I do like they do like the lethal protector thing all throughout the fucking movie, but they need like a thing they're both fighting for. So I don't think you can really honestly kill off Carnage. Hmm. Wow. Well, it was fantastic to see Les have a nerdgasm um, on air. Mm. That was kind of cool. That'll be on the Patreon. Yes, it will be. be Well, guys, thank you. Neil, I know we have a voicemail that we didn't listen to. I'm so sorry. We're going to play it next week. Uh, We ran out of time this week um, with all this crazy Venom and What If and comic book talk. It's been a fucking great episode. Um, this is my favorite time is when I just sit back and listen to these guys nerd out about all kinds of stuff. Um, and that's exactly how I felt while I was watching the Dodger game. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Boo, congratulations. Thank um, you, sir. Your dad rushed in here and he saw that nobody was uh, in the living room. You wanted to come in and like, you talk. know, yeah. celebrate and talk. But yeah, I was recording, but. I'll, I'll go and talk to him right now. I know. I'll, and, I'll, I'll uh, call him tomorrow and I'll talk about it. Yeah, that. you definitely should. King Tom Chansky, King of All Pods. I'm doing it out of order. Where can people find you? Being confused every time you do something out of order on Twitter at Tom Chansky. And then I do <laughs> Patreon shows for Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and the Bad Motivators. Nice. Eric Schrothers. 
Where can people find you? Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. It's not much better than this, so take your chances as you will. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers. You should definitely listen to them because then you'll get all the inside jokes. Les Gonzalez, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at lessismore 78 and you can also find me on this podcast and on our YouTube channel doing reactions to all kinds of awesome stuff. And Nerdgasms will be a Patreon uh, will be Patreon content for sure. That's a cool name for a podcast, Nerdgasm. I wonder if anybody has it. Well, you just gave it up. So. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you better hit that domain up before this goes live. Hmm. No, it's totally taken. It's probably taken. Yeah, it's been taken. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, where can people find you celebrating uh, this big Dodger win? Thank God. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith list. Boo. Great. And you can find me at this. Oh, Randy. Yeah. What's up, man? How you doing? Randy? <laughs> doing okay. You can find me at the Sith list. Check us out on our YouTube channel. Like I said, I know what if is done, but we still got stuff like the Batman trailer coming out and we're going to do obviously Hawkeye and all kinds of other stuff that pops up here and there in pop culture. Um, and we'll catch everyone else next week on episode number 271 so right here on sure. The Sit List. But does she really want it? Book is stand to see me walk out the door. Don't try to fight the feeling because the thought alone is killing me right now. Sticking through together Cause we don't know how
we're gonna break this thing down in just a few seconds. Now don't have me break this thing down for nothing. I wanna see all y'all in your baddest behavior. Let me some sugar, I am your neighbor. All right, here we go. Shake it, 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 shake it like a Polaroid picture. Shake it, 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 shake it like a Polaroid picture. Now all the Beyonces, shake it, shake it, Lucy Lou, shake it, shake it, baby dolls, get on the floor. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Shake it. You know shake what to it, do. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. You know what to shake do. Shake it like I'm for the Roy. Like Barney jizzed on your face, yeah. <sighs> that Barney would be, uh, Barney. I mean, that's that's not like for fact, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he would have purple jizz. I think I don't think so. That grimace does. Gr- yeah, oh, grimace grimace does. definitely. Yeah, yeah, grimace does. Uh, but Thanos. Barney, Thanos, I would imagine would. Mm-hmm. Imagine it depends which gem he's using. <laughs> Yes, that's true. It changes color. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the Mind Stone, that's gross because it'll look like piss. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. oh, okay. This is conversation. This All right. Is. All right. Let's get All started. Right. Let's, let's, let's get started. All right. All right. We got it.